welcome to UK Grad School. I'm Kate. And I'm Dustin. And we're UK Grad School. We are. Uh, for now. We are. I can I can first year of grad school is, I, is the big update. And I can sixth six years grad school. Wow. That's too many, Kate. Don't do it. I, I'm looking forward for you to you. Wow, can't talk. I'm looking forward to you being defended dissertation defended wow i can't talk today i just had a cup of coffee to like help improve my ability to speak but it's not it has not kicked kicked in in. yet no the mental sharpness is not um but yeah i can't wait for you to defend your dissertation so you can tell everyone how to grad school with like full confidence yeah but i i will have to both defend and finish internship because I can't be a doctor until both of those are satisfied. So let me get this right. Cause like, I think it depends on your program if I'm correct. Like you, so for some people in clinical, can they be a doctor while they're on their internship? No, (gasps) that's my understanding is that that is not a thing. How did I apply to clinical programs? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why they accepted me. I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Yeah. So there are some like I've talked to other colleagues where it's like they chose not to do a master's along the way. Sometimes some programs offer that others don't. And so you're on internship. They will have defended their dissertation and they have to sign their notes with B.A. next to (laughs) their name instead of Ph.D., even though that's what they just did. So they can't be a doctor until the end of the internship, which is seems nuts. No, like that's just like, that's really annoying. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess you could do ABD, right? Can you do can you do PhD, ABD, all but degree? All but defense, is that it? What is it? I don't I think it's all but defense. But if you've defended, but it's well, no, (laughs) all but but yeah yeah it doesn't make any sense oh, that's true it would get confusing that'd be like why does dustin keep signing things abby um yeah, who's who's abby dustin who is abby who's uh Tyler? yeah i think the like fun thing about sometimes i get like caught up in the like you know like my parents know like what a phd entails and like they mm-hmm. get it but then you know like people outside of my family are like so or like people in general and they're like you're in grad school it's like only like three years right and i'm like no it'll probably be five and they're like five like i can't believe that i was like no like it's really not like it goes by really fast is my impression and like it should be like it should be four or five years because it's a lot of work and i just like clinical unless you're clinical then it should be 10 years um But like, it just is kind of wild to me, like people's outside impressions. And even even my parents are like, why can't you just do it in four? And I was like, I don't want to do it in four. That sounds terrible. It Sometimes it works for some, but it wouldn't that wouldn't work for me. I couldn't do that. No. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think I would really given the job market, I think there's almost no cases where I would be it would be possible for me to like pursue a tenure track job at the end of this without doing a postdoc. However, if I can give myself a really good chance, then at least I go into like 
the postdoc environment, like with like an extra year of publications and things like that. I just feel like the whole system is fucked, but like also it's just it. it Spoilers, is... don't tell all of our audience about how messed up the program is. The system. Here's the thing, though. I feel like uh, a meta comment about like people talking about grad school and people mm-hmm. like this is clearly this is slightly off track, but is that like in the winter people are at their peak? Like PhDs are all bad. It's miserable. Why am I doing this? And then spring because like a handful of people are defending everyone's so much more positive about. They're like, you know, what? it's also really wonderful and like. So yeah. we don't have insight into our own like distorted cognitions about <laughs> yeah, and it, how like, things go. The winter is very much seems like lots of applications are due around that time for grants and for internships and for graduate school. So it's like, and then getting into interviews and it's like people are very critical about the process at that point. And then afterwards, it's like, it's like what I've been told after you have a kid and then you're like oh you forget how awful that first year is and i'm like no who does that (laughs) i remember all of it (laughs) i remember every sleepless night (laughs) yeah yeah it's been fun uh my back still yells at me for for it well this brings me to what i'm going to talk about but first we need to get to you so dustin what's new with you This is the last semester where I'm like actually in, I don't know, it's weird because I'm like still a student, but I'm not going on, I'm going on internship. So I just finished up this last semester. Uh, I finished the clinical externship that I had just the other day. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It is all done. It is, well, the, the part here is done. Now I need to go and uh, we're packing and we're moving in a month. Um, so that's new with me. Kate, what's new with you? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. So two things. One is, and if you've been listening to the podcast, then you could probably guess how long or go back and find out how long it's taken me. But I finally turned in my IRB protocol. And... Uh, Yeah, that's been, like, a huge weight off. I think, like, you know, like, one of the things I have been trying to, like, come to terms with is, like, a reason why this took so long is, like, there are a lot of questions that need to be answered. And, like, like, study setup does take a lot of time. And it should. Like, especially if you're doing, like, a long, like, you don't want to get to the end of two years of data collection and realize you've done things wrong. And so, like, I've deliberately been very careful, but... In addition, like, it's felt like everything's taken so much longer than I had mm-hmm. planned. Um, I had planned for this to be done in February, which is, like, feels embarrassing. Like, I feel like it's good to say for accountability purposes, right? And, like, yeah, um, I think a big thing you and I care about is, like, transparency. So, like, I did not meet my goal by, like, several months um, for, like, having it out. And then I, like, moved that to, like, March. And then it kind of just kept getting pushed back but um it's kind of because I was waiting to hear back from people about like other parts of the project and workshopping different things and so now I have to wait like 
and hopefully the IRB is going to be quick, which like it never is. So, um, and you know, God bless those people. Like they work hard and they get a lot of protocols and they're yes. trying to be ethical. So like keep doing a lot that. of pressure. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So like IRB at Cornell, if you're listening to this, uh, <laughs> which they do I, from time to time, we know I, we I see appreciate you. you. I see you. <laughs> Put mine at the top of the pile. Uh, but yeah, so it's like really exciting. And I also I also feel like a little bit of like pressure to I really want to get the study done. Um, Didn't you say but, two years of data collection? Yeah, I, that was that's me like overselling it. But since this has taken so long, I'm just like it, it's going to be two years, like three uh, months. We're just I'm going to cut it short. We're done. Yeah, like I'm I'm kind of hoping that like I'll have enough of like a baseline or like I'll have enough of a sample that I could um do some like preliminary analyses for like my master's project or something like that, yeah. which would be great. Um or like enough of a sample in a certain age group. But like I just with the realities of like uh tracking for um I think I've mentioned this on previous podcasts, but I'm tracking two menstrual cycles worth of data. I like I worry that like I'm I'm really worried that like people aren't gonna do two months of it. Um I should say that I need to like every once in a while I freak out, but um it's just gonna take a lot of recruiting and a lot of effort and that part is still my job. Like so sometimes I think about I'm like, oh god, like I really I really wanna be a PI because like I've been doing like this data yeah. collection stuff for so long and I remember talking to my dad who was like, do you think like, are you sure you want to go into research if you don't like like the data collection recruitment part? I was like, I don't think you understand. That's the part that I don't have to do. Yeah, that's <laughs> what like going a, into yeah. research means. <laughs> you yeah. say, you do that for me. And then later on you go, wow, that was hard. Right. Like, especially after like, and I was like, it's not like I'm not going to pay my dues. Like it'll have been. 12 years probably of doing data collection and recruitment by the time I can wash my hands or hand that responsibility off to a responsible post back um, mm -hmm. of my own who I will pay handsomely. Um, <laughs> LOL. Uh, hopefully. Um, but like, yeah, no, I just like that part's really tiring. It's going to take a lot of energy and I want to make sure my RAs are so like, it's kind of the, the next step, but I'm trying to like relish this like off period while I'm waiting for the IRB to tell me what I need to fix. Um, I, I was trying to, cause I like put in a lot of work and then I submitted it and I was like, Oh good. I don't get to think about it for a while. And then they got back to me too quickly. And I was oh like, Oh no, <laughs> it begins. Yeah yeah no exactly it's like the yeah so like next is the next slog is going to be a long one and so i'm gonna you know that's the part where i have to remind myself this is really important um people have been they published two big studies on this in nature but they did a bad job um bold bold of me to say this but they did i i think i i am doing a better job and hope to do a better job and so that kind of reminds me that like hey it's important and I, it's really important that I'm doing this because like, I see mm -hmm. some gaps and I'm excited to fill them. Uh, outside of academics, I played basketball to pick up basketball two days ago and it was so much fun. I was terrified because I haven't played like basketball regularly since I was like eight or nine. Uh, 
<laughs> and when you are eight or nine, you were a not champion. a star, <laughs> not a star. Joking on everybody. I was shorter than everyone else. So now, and so I actually, Meg and I, just my my twin sister and I, just uh, I stood on her shoulders in a trench coat, and we were amazing. Um, no, uh, why does that kid have a trench coat on? Don't <laughs> don't ask. They're our top player. Don't say anything. <laughs> just like Space Jam. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, then we turned into goo. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, like, it was so much fun. And, like, I've been doing individual sports for so long. And I just, like, I had such a great time. I, like, had to stop, like, apologizing to the person I was blocking. So I was like, oh, my God, I'm sorry I hit you. Like, but, like, you're going to accidentally hit everyone because that's, yeah. like, how basketball works. And I was like, oh, shit. Um, and in one of our games, I scored two baskets in a row and I scored the winning, uh, goal, the winning bucket, um, <laughs> basket. There you go. Uh, we got there. For shame. Um, uh, I, I do watch basketball, so you'd think that yes. would be better. Um, but yeah, no, it was like, it was really fun. And like, I wasn't like amazing, amazing, but I wasn't that bad and so i think it helps that i am a tall woman and it was like uh, i was women's basket like it was with a bunch of like cool badass women um but i was like oh like this is great afterwards i realized like i like to think i'm not very competitive like i i'm not a competitive person but like i was on my run yesterday and i was like thinking about googling when i got home being like how to play better pickup basketball or like what to do to like i was like how can i practice my skills while no one's around because i'm afraid like if i practice like new things or something and then like i lose our casual pickup basketball game for the group because i'm trying new things like you're trying too hard yeah it's like not casual anymore then it's like oh my god kate is kate's practicing why is she doing that I think this is the problem with like people who go into research, right? Like you go too deep into like, you go too deep in general. And so like everything I do, I can't do casually. And so (laughs) I think it's either it's either you're going into research or it's just like anxiety, which I've come to realize for myself. It's like, call me out. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I was talking about myself, but it's like I whenever you find like a new artist or a new tv show i feel like i need to know everything about that person or thing before i can get into a conversation yeah and people are like you don't know your stuff you don't know this person this is is such an anxiety (laughs) research like thing right it is though like right because i don't want to go into a I've had this happen before where I like go into a conversation. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I really like this. And they're like, Oh yeah. Do you know this? And I'm like, uh, no, maybe I'm not that big of a fan. Like, yeah. I'm, like I was talking about Taylor Swift who like, I really like, but I'm not like, I, I'm not like the most devoted You're fan. A, I'm just like, Swifty. What are I'm, an, I I'm an, yeah, I'm an avid listener. And so, yeah. but I'm not yeah. And so two members of my lab are like, they know so much about Taylor Swift and I was like put to shame and I was like, I just start like doing better. And I was like, no, I don't. This is normal. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, it's so, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what's new with me in a long, in our new longest segment ever. Yeah. We're going to have another podcast. That's just what's new with us. What's new with you? That's the whole episode. Uh, so what we're talking about today, yeah. we are talking Thanks for asking. Uh, We're talking about uh, end of semester reflections. Um, 
obviously it's going to be more cheerful than our fall one is because we don't have the dark dead darkness of winter Mm -hmm. um i said dark twice um that's how dark it is it's so dark it's like Um, batman dark it is (laughs) it's like all of the late harry potter movies dark (laughs) um But yeah, as well as talking about like how summers in graduate school work and like the kind of typical anxieties that kind of come with something that should be a time to unwind and relax, but is often a time of a different type of stress. So we thought it'd be good to reflect. It's been a different semester for a lot of us. It's been really nice to to have that distance from doing things that I have been doing for five years previously, like nonstop. Um, so getting to see my daughter like totally grow as a little human being, it's wild. Uh, she's started, that was another thing that's new with me. She started T-ball and I'm a T-ball coach. So that has been very fun. Because um, you're an expert in T-ball. You're also I Googling. I literally did. I ha- now have a document that I can read about plays for T-ball. <laughs> <laughs> And something I read was like, oh, kids in this age, their hand-eye coordination isn't, shouldn't be developed. So a lot of the kids just physically cannot catch. So They don't... just suck, naturally. <laughs> they, just, they just suck. So throw the ball really hard at them. Uh, and then they'll learn the hard way. Listen, that's a, my, I, I feel like I brought this up multiple times before, but my dad threw a soccer ball in my head. My sister used to be really good at taking soccer ball headers in games. And so people would cheer. And like sometimes yeah. she took unnecessary ones. I was a very good soccer player, but I'd like to think I valued my IQ. And so I was like not about to like head the ball. Like, and so I, yeah. my dad like wanted me to get the same accolades as my sister. And so kept throwing it at my head and was like, and I had a headache and I was like, this hurts. He goes, if you hit it with the right part of your head, it won't hurt. And then threw it again. Nope. That's how heads work. I'm pretty sure it's going to hurt. And I said, someday I'm going to have a podcast. Intensive listeners are going to really be on my side for this one. Yep. Yep. Take that. Dad. (laughs) (laughs) How did people really? Oh, yeah. This yeah, year, this year, it, it it's just been there's been lots of new things for I think a lot of a lot of people. There's we have faced a lot of change and I think realizations that have needed to be more had needed to be talked about. Um, and I'm hoping that those conversations will continue. And I'm going to work hard to make sure that those are things that I continue talking about and advocating for. Um, and hence one of the other reasons why we want to continue doing this podcast. It wasn't a question that we were going to stop <laughs> or anything, uh, but just wanting to make make things easier for some people and in any way that we can and know that you're supported. And I think this year has shown where that support lies, I think, um, which has been a realization for a lot of things where you're like, oh, I thought this was what it should have been, but maybe it wasn't. But yeah, I think the semester overall went, it was is what I expected it to be, I think. I didn't have high expectations given everything that has been happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of felt like, I don't know what my expectations were. It's hard to, I guess, like rewind podcasts, but like, 
you know, I'd waited so long to get into grad school. And so it was both this like really, really gratifying thing. And in times like really like frustrating thing. And, you know, like to acknowledge like my extreme privilege and like, I have not to date lost a family member to COVID. It's obviously, you know, like, and that is a large result of my privilege and, you know, like the ways I've been able to like be remote at the same. So like, you know, I am lucky and I am safe. And I think mm-hmm. that can exist as well as being like, yeah, like there was a lot that we all lost this year, like socially mm-hmm. and professionally. And um, we recently had to do like, so at the end of the year at Cornell, you have to do a student progress report. And so I submitted my first one and, you know, it was this really like mixed bag for me where I felt like I, there was a lot I had accomplished and conference posters and this like really cool manuscript I started in the fall mm-hmm. and have worked on and talk a lot about. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I'm <laughs> proud of it. Um, and like, like I, I laid the groundwork for a lot of really good work that I hope to do soon. But at the same time, like I felt like, uh, like the last couple of weeks I've been thinking, I was like, I thought I'd, be further like in my first year like and and this is like a silly like I mean it's kind of a weird expectation like in retrospect but like I kind of like you know I thought I'd be a statistics like whiz in the first year whiz is such a nerdy word um but like I thought I'd be like you know further on in that progression um and so that's something I'm working on this summer but like I it's this thing that I like perceive in myself as a real weakness. And I kind of had hoped I'd progress further. Um, And I made like big gains in the fall. And part of it was like a personal decision to not take the statistics course remotely because I struggled in the fall, like feeling like I had been able to like grasp concepts. I don't do well with asynchronous learning in this context. And so um, there are choices, like everyone has had to make choices in the pandemic, but um for me that that was a big thing as well as like not feeling being really slower in building um and being a part of the community um one of the things I think in the first like six months was I was just like well I really miss my like yeti lab family because it was such a Mm -hmm. and I still felt supported by you all and um but I had felt like I had built a real support network in Illinois that I was still leveraging and helping me. But at the same time, I wasn't like making the same effort to do that at Cornell because there was no real like way to do that. And so mm-hmm. I guess what I'm saying is to my fellow grad students who are new to their labs or people who are starting a new job, like it's such a hard thing to do remotely. And so it's hard to do non-remote non-remotely I mean yeah it took me a while to like connect with people even when I moved to Illinois and everyone was so welcoming um except for you um I I hate it I don't know why we're still doing this Kate is Kate has my family hostage help them (laughs) they're fine (laughs) everything's fine um but yeah no it was so like it was this real like mixed thing where I'm like hoping it also felt like it was like applying for like summer TA ships and things like that. I ended up I have a summer TA ship, but it didn't feel like it felt like if I didn't get this TA ship, I was like screwed. And I didn't have like an idea of like what other opportunities were out there because I just didn't get to interface with faculty and mm-hmm. um, or it was in a very limited way. So it also 
I'm eternally an optimist. And so I think uh, I just like hope that, you know, I, I really liked the idea of like pandemic as portal, like this can be our entrance into like prioritizing new things and seeing how things can be and what, what has not worked has just been built on like a house of sand. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't sound optimistic, but like, how can we bring these things forward? And so um, I'm excited to kind of take the lessons I've learned and um, help build a better world and a better academic world. Uh, I, I'm really hopeful that our generation of graduate students can do that. So I'm excited for us. We're going to burn the whole thing down and build it back up. I like it. Yeah. And to you, Kate and other grad students who are either starting or even it doesn't matter where you are in the program, like put this into perspective. You have worked really hard to get to where you are and you have done it then in in a pandemic in like not only a pandemic, lots of political uprisings and social justice work. And it is just like it's hard to find the words to to see all of the hard work that you put into these things and i know you say like that you fell short in certain ways but i've been really impressed with all that you have done this year in getting get like getting this study off the ground basically and like all the things that you wanted to do you hit it running and have really been able to do those things and i think it's helpful to put all that you've done into perspective in again you're just thinking about where you were at this time last year um and i think that can be really helpful of like what was going on and um seeing the growth and change that you have had and i might be particularly reflective right now because i had to terminate with a lot of my clients and yeah no i i that's a good that's a really good point and i think like i have one example that i just feel like really summarizes it which was like in November, like one day after, like what during the election and like watching the debates and then having to do my stats homework or on the Saturday that the um, election was finally definitively announced, I was like, great, now I have to finish my stats homework. It's going to be mm-hmm. another six hours on a Saturday. <laughs> and yeah. it, like, I was like, oh, yes, right. I was doing that all with that as our, like, we were all doing that with that as our backdrop. And, um, yeah. you know, with, you know, just unbelievable, like racism and horrible things happening just in the last year. Like I just, um, yeah, I have to think about all the people who, again, like don't have our privileges who have been Mm -hmm. also navigating these like new grad school waters. So like, (sighs) we did it guys. Mm -hmm. We did it. We did it all. And you're going to continue to do it. And even if if grad school isn't, maybe this was a year where you recognize that maybe grad school wasn't a fit for you. And that's okay too. You're going to, that is growth in itself. It's not a failure on your part. You're recognizing like, hey, this is something I don't like doing. Here's another thing that I could do and going and doing that. And that takes a lot of courage and strength to do that. Yeah, I've been talking to a lot of undergrads about in the last couple of weeks who you know, like psychology. And I think we probably have a lot of people in psychology who listen to this podcast or like only people who do psychology listen to this podcast. Yeah. But um, a lot of things that people who are interested in clinical work or psychology in general have in common is they want to like help people and make a difference. Mm-hmm. And 
I've been trying to convince a lot of undergrads to take time off because the thing that they think they might need a PhD to do, they might be able to do with a master's or they might be able to do Mm -hmm. with just like training after they graduate. And I think like when you're in it, when you're an undergrad or like even grad school, it's hard to see a world outside of what you're doing now. Yeah. Um, And so like just making people nauseous by saying it so much, but I've been like, ah, take some time off, like do something different for a change. Um, this all loops back to my basketball experience. I was doing basketball two days ago was revolutionary for me. Well, just it is. I'm going to take that metaphor because I just been run- I have been running so long and it like yeah. re-energized my running and just like re-energized my outlook. So I think that brings us to the second thing we want to talk about is like summers in graduate school. And this will be my first summer anxieties of, of time off or like nomination of instructive is also yes. reflective and reflective. So to be both instructive and reflective, um, a lot of things, people who are high in perfectionism, high in agreeableness, you know, grad student type mm-hmm. of people um, have trouble with this, taking a true break. And I have always really struggled with mm-hmm. that. Um, I think I either like, yeah, I, I have trouble like totally disconnecting or I like do like, oh, I'll just work 25% over the yeah. week or like, and then it just like ruins my off time. It also ruins my working time. I feel neither rested nor like, produ- nor productive. Um, yeah. And that's been slowly killing me. Um, so I think I this summer, like I really want to set aside time. Like my brother's getting married in a month and that whole week I need to set aside. I need to not work. Um, I need to be where I am and not be checking my phone or my email. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things that like we've talked about where it's like, we, you need to do what's good for you. You can have a lot of people saying, Oh, this is going to work. This works for me. And you can take it and try it. And if it doesn't, then it doesn't. And then it's okay. Try something different. Uh, I've really, tried to stick to like no work after a certain time and then using that and like putting my phone down my computer's off and like either watching tv with my wife or playing video games with my daughter uh or and then also getting into reading more i think having that time has been really helpful to like reset so it it is yeah that unstructured time is really tricky and i i feel like after six years, I've started getting the hang of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. So I have something to look forward to. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Like um, reading is such a good one because it feels like you can't be on. I am so bad at because I don't have a TV. Um, so like if I'm watching a Netflix show, I have another tab open where I'm looking at my email. I'm looking at Twitter. And I'm, oh, no. I know it's so bad. And it's like. I just cannot sit there. And so like, I need to, I need to get back into knitting. Uh, this is totally mm-hmm. related because like, if you're doing something with your hands, you're just watching TV and doing something with your hands. Like you're not doing other things. Um, or like I do, that's why I do like, just, I, I love an audiobook cause like, I can do other things, but mm-hmm. like reading in itself when you're like sitting down reading a physical book, um, I finally like did that. Like two weeks ago, I finally read like two books in a row and I was like, wow, like this okay, feels don't brag. so good. I know, but like after a long drought, um, <laughs> I stayed up until like 2 a.m. reading this yeah. book and I was like, 
this feels so good. I'm exhausted. I shouldn't have done this, but like I should have done it. But like my mind wasn't on anything else. Like I, and I need to like kind of uh, take that and like do a better job of like integrating into the daytime. The are the mm-hmm. I, the reason I think I could do it was because like I knew I wasn't getting other like emails or like things like that, and so I was like, oh, I can do this because like nothing else is happening. Yeah. Um, but it felt so restful mm-hmm. um just being utterly like into your book you can't do other things like if you're really reading yeah unless you're an amazing multitasker which like not to be rude but like no one is you can't it's you can't like, the science i can even listen to music <laughs> taylor swift taylor swift <laughs> yeah it's it's one of those things that you need to it's okay to take that break and to be completely away from whatever you're working on because then that means that when you get back to it, you'll have, you won't be thinking about like, oh, well, if I didn't work that one time or if I had done this instead, and it's that, I think it's, again, getting back to that feeling self-compassion and like giving yourself that space to do that. And it's okay to do that. Um, And if there are like advisors or things in your life that are like, don't do that, then maybe look to that. um... Yes. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, that's probably not possible. Uh, <laughs> ditch them when you can. Yeah. Yeah. I think the other thing I'm trying to integrate for myself in my summer routine, knowing ahead of time what I often struggle with and what I want to be better at is um, I'm actually trying to schedule things for myself so I mm-hmm. don't fall into that trap. Yeah. So like we have a... Um, twice a week like writing group that we're going to that yep. I missed today uh it's not my fault um it's entirely my fault but uh that is time I'm going to use during the summer just for writing and it's only yep. going to be for writing and um you know I'll have accountability partners to do this and that for me is like really important to have scheduled and it's going to be really important for me to have some place to go in and work in order so I can start to like separate those things out again. And also mm-hmm. that's like kind of the post pandemic thing I have for myself is to um, have my apartment, like once again, be a place where I can go and not have to work. Um, I'm uh, trying to like, in order to free myself, I am dedicating myself to a summer schedule Um, And I feel like that is counterintuitive. But as I once told you, and I think a handful of people who are like, what is wrong with you? My ideal summer is like running camp where, oh God, um, where like you have set activities for the day and like there are things you need to accomplish, but they're all fun things and they're all really relaxing. And so like, it was so like, it was so great running, but I mean, like, (laughs) The downside is like, and I don't think I'd like this anymore. It's like the like running camp was you wake up and you run and you have like great breakfast. Um, uh, this is at the Olympic training center in Lake Placid. It's beautiful. Then you go to lectures on running. I know. Um, and then you go to more lectures on running. Then you have a midday nap. Amazing. Um, yeah, like I'm super highlight. afternoon workout. Uh, afternoon, afternoon downtime. No, uh, yeah, like, or you could go swimming in Mirror Lake. It's amazing. Um, go into town, Lake Placid, and then 
evening workshops about running and then ice cream break and then you go to bed and then you do it all over again for six more days and it was it was like so relaxing because I'm just like I like to turn my brain off by being told what to do but like all fun things so I am a loser but like I need to that is the kind of thing I find restful. And so if I can kind of create that for myself um, and I'm someone who like, it's really important. Like I'm going to spend a few days up in the Adirondacks or Vermont hiking um, because that is the thing I find restful. And so um, that is my like restorative goal for summer. We all as humans need predictability and consistency, like schedules are very helpful i didn't think i liked schedules until this year yeah i was like i i can't schedule my life i need that flexibility and speaking about schedule it's almost four o'clock and you can hear my dog barking in the background because this is the time that he usually gets food so this is his schedule and he's sticking to it every day is dog camp um okay Uh, so we should wrap up because it's also almost close to five um welcome to my time zone soon um i know i'm excited um me too um and so we're gonna head into our future direction section so dustin what is your future direction or what is the future direction of this podcast i think we're gonna we're planning on renaming and refocusing our podcast so it will be you'll still be able to download it all in the same spot and everything Uh, It will be under a new name called Revise and Resubmit, where we think about both revising and resubmitting ourselves as grad students and and constantly improving. And then also some episodes dedicated to things that you may have been taught in the past that might need some revision. Uh, And we're going to try to spread some light on that. But everything will still be in the same spot. We're still going to continue with You Can Grad School more broadly as a Uh, umbrella kind of network maybe we'll have some like sibling podcasts of under the you can grad school network we'll see yeah Um, but stay tuned for that and it will be coming out i think by the time that you see this you'll be seeing our new logo and everything so exciting yeah and we're also going to be recording more regularly um with some like personal upheaval in a good way um (laughs) things have been a little spotty this semester but um we're recommitting to our commitment to be in your ears every Mm -hmm. week every other week we appreciate you sticking with us throughout this all your friends and your family members who don't know what you do as a graduate student that's fine Mm -hmm. and we've been planning some other like exciting episodes and things that like will hopefully be good resources. They won't all be meandering podcasts about our every waking thought. Um, though I personally. It might be. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> um, but we're excited. Yes, we're very but... excited. Some personal <laughs> personal future directions now. Kate, do you, what is your future direction? Yeah, so um, I hate to be like, I'm clearly the uh, <laughs> athlete the jock of our two um but right now i i was i was a jock yeah okay uh (laughs) okay first star wars shirt coaching t-ball 
All right. Um, so uh, this book, um, it's by Haruki Murakami, and it's called What I Talk About When I Talk About Running. And he is a beautiful writer, and it's just really reflective and, like, beautiful. And his style is, like, kind of, like, sometimes, like, metronomic. And I, I just really love it, and it made mm-hmm. me it's about nothing and like everything and I just it was a really great read and so I that is my future direction read it Justin what is your future direction uh I recently watched a new stand-up special I we have I think we talked about this this guy before uh Nate Bargatze I think I recommended his his old stuff he a random food vendor recommended him to me once really yes oh okay uh, so it gets the the Dustin and random food person approval. Nate Bargatze has a new stand-up special on Netflix. It is called The Greatest Average American. And he it was filmed during the pandemic. He has been doing outdoor shows for a while. Uh, lots of like drive-in where you would be at this big drive-in movie theater and he would perform, which I thought was really cool, like keeping people safe, but still still allowing him to do the thing that he does really well. Um, he's just a really great comic and uh, couldn't stop laughing at everything that he was saying. So that's a really great one. The Greatest Average American by Nate Bargatze. I'm going to check it out. All right. Well, thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time. We'll hear you next. We won't see you. You'll hear us next time on UK you, Grad School. <laughs> you hear our voices next time. Beep, boop, boop. Recording done. You can grad though is on a vacation.